0: Welcome to the Sports Garden Network podcast, your source for sports entertainment, and incredible sports wagering intelligence.
1: Welcome sports fans. This is Wagering Week. I'm Tom Barton. That is right. We are Wagering Week. You know, we got Facebook. We got Twitter. We want to hear from you. It's Sports Garden G-A-R-T-E-N. The number is 855, the number 4, G-A-R-T-E-N. iTunes, iHeartRadio, any of our fine syndicated affiliates. That's how you can listen to us. And we have a lot to do today. Different kind of feel for the show today. We are going to get into a little ACC, the numbers, who's going to win the ACC, it's the best conference in America, Uh, well, don't at me, bro, that's what they say, right, well, you can at me, it is the best conference in America, so we want to talk about that, I have coach of the year in the NFL, that should be a little bit heated, but we also have two guests, Tim Unglesby is going to join me, Fox Sports Las Vegas, to talk about something that I've argued, I've said don't. Do parlays, guys. Don't do teasers. Tim says, actually, you can make some money on that, so we'll talk about that. And Dave Sharapin is going to join me first. Dave is a longtime guy that has been in the sports books. He's been a sports operator. He's been there for two decades. He knows the ins and outs of it all.
0: This is Doc
1: Holliday, co-host of the Believe
0: in Rams Podcast with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce, and you're listening to Wagering Week with my guy, my homie,
1: Tom We wanted to have a little fun. It's the holiday season, or we're getting kind of to the holiday season, I guess. When's the holiday season? Is it Thanksgiving and Christmas? Okay. We're in the holiday season, so I wanted to give you guys a little bit of fun, something to smile about. So I'm bringing on my friend, Las Vegas Sportsbook Veteran Oddsmaker. Check him out at Gaming Today Cast Considerations Podcast over on Twitter at sportsbk. C-O-N-S-I-G, Sportsbook Consig. That is Dave Sharapin. Dave, how are you feeling today, my man? TV,
0: Tom Martin, what is up, man? It's been too long since we've spoken, but it is the holiday season, and I'm just happy to have you on the other end of this call, ready to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about.
1: Well, yeah, look, you know, we usually sit back, we break down games, we give analysis, we give this, we give that, and it's always so much business and business. I wanted to have you on to talk about Uh, The inside. Look, a lot of new states are gearing up and they're finally getting their first sports book. And a lot of people are kind of walking into a sports book for the first time, even if it's online. uh, It's the first time they're seeing lines and odds and things like that. You've been in the business for nearly 20 years. You're a guy that can give us the inside look. So I want to talk a little bit about that. One of my favorite things that you do, Dave, is you talk about stories, right? You get into the characters, the stories, the events that happen behind the counter. So the first thing I'm going to ask you is, what is a story that if somebody asked you, somebody's a brand new sports better, they said, okay, I'm going to walk into a sports book. Tell me what to expect. Okay, what is a story that you can tell us that they will expect to see at the sports book?
0: Oh, man, I, it's, that's, a, that's a great question. And I've seen this so many times in Vegas for years because people come from all over the country and now that it's legal elsewhere there are books elsewhere but before you know passport was passed there was nowhere else nowhere else to go so the first thing you see when you come in is the boards and you see you see all these numbers and you see all these things and it can be overwhelming and then you see the bright screens and like the books as they continue to be built and built out like the, the screens what they're able to do now so you see all the games and you see you see different stuff and you kind of go uh oh like I don't even know where to go so behind all of this there's some people working at the count these are ticket writers these are supervisors these are risk guys these are these are operation managers and everyone kind of has a role it's just like a team and for someone that walks in it's very intimidating But if you go up to the counter and ask a simple question, I don't know how many times I've been asked, I want to make a bet, but how do I do this? And that's where it starts. And then, you know, the veterans, even the rookies, the ticket writers, a lot of times, you know, they may not know how to direct the conversation. It starts with simple. What do you want to bet? Tell me what you're thinking. So you kind of open it up like, well, I'm here in town, you know, from the, Dallas, and I want to bet the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. Perfect. All right, we can do that. Um, well, you know, I was looking at the game tonight. It, it's, it's uh, you know, the red the I don't know, Texans and Lions say tomorrow is the first game. How do I bet this? There's a point spread. There's a total. There's a first half. There's a first half total. There's a money line. There's so many different <laughs> things. And now even when you open it up on your app, my goodness, the apps that you can see, you can bet. Who's going to score the first touchdown? Who's going to score the last touchdown? How many passing yards, you know, this guy's going to have? How many rushing yards this guy's going to have? Whether this guy's going to score a touchdown or not. There are so many things. So my only advice for anyone walking into a sports world for the first time, kind of have a plan and kind of have an idea of where you want to go because the options are endless. And if you're going to sign up for an app, you know, take your time. And find what you want, because once you push that send button, <laughs> you can't get that bet back. That one's in. So even if you bet it wrong, you're stuck with it, and it may be something you're not rooting for. But keep the ticket, because I've seen a lot of voids that turned into winners because they changed their bet to what they originally wanted. Keep the void. Don't void it. Make the bet in, in what, you keep, uh, what you were going to bet on, and keep that one as a, as a backup.
1: Dave, I, I've been to a million sports books, as have you, and you always see the guys that kind of read the room. You see them walking around kind of looking for something, <laughs> sort of sort of hoping that they hear like a insider stock tip, right? And then they, they come up to the counter with something that they didn't have five minutes before time. Uh, uh, tell me a story. You got to have one or two good stories about something like that, where a guy, you, you can tell that he's looking for something that he doesn't have an out. And he hears it or he follows somebody or he tells somebody. Uh, I'm sure you have a story about that. Oh, man.
0: There are so many times at the counter where, you know, there's lines or there's, there's you know, someone's in, in line A and someone's in line B and the guy comes up in line A and, you know, he's, he's a professional. He's a guy who's, who you know. And he comes up and says, you know, give me two fifty nine for 5 dimes, And, you know, the, the, the writer handles the transaction. Boom, boom, boom. It's usually quick and, you know, everyone knows what's going on. Well, the guy behind him or the guy beside him or the girl, whoever it is, Here's that, and they turn and they go, whoa, What is five dollars? That's five thousand. And they see the cash and they go, oh, well, he must know what he's doing. Give me that. What is two fifty nine? What's the Panthers? Uh, okay, yeah, that's good. Just give it to me for twenty dollars. But you have to not listen to a lot of stuff because you have no idea what's behind that bet or who that guy is. There were many times where you know I would get asked that question. Does that guy know what he's doing? I would just shake my head. Nah. Not really. Okay. Well, then <laughs> bet the Vikings. Bet the other side of that game, you know. So, yeah, there's those guys are all lurking. We call those the lurkers. They're always lurking around, you know, waiting to hear this or see who moves this or, you know, what guy came in, you know, with, with, with a strap. That's what we call the 10-dime strap and, you know, fires it on a game or a total. And then they come up and follow it. Man, just because you bet a lot doesn't mean you know a lot. You always have to keep that in mind. Bank rules are relative. You know, that $20 bet or $10 bet for someone is just as important as that $10 dime bet is for that other guy. So money doesn't matter. You know, have, your, have a plan, and I, I tell people this all the time, don't change at the window. When you get up, unless that line really moves and now you're at a disadvantage with the number, stick to your plan no matter what anybody says around you.
1: Yeah, that was going to be my next uh, question for you, and and I'm glad that you kind of touched on it. You mentioned the big board, and then you said don't change at the window. A lot of novices out there, what they do is they see the number on the big board. Okay, you know, it's uh, you used Dallas before, I'll use Dallas. It's Dallas minus three. And then you get up to the window, and it's all of a sudden three and a half, and I see people panic. I've seen them. Oh, uh, uh, I'll go on the other side now. What? What are you doing? You know, Um, so – Tell me how the system goes Where from the board to the changing in, in the counter. Why are they sometimes different? Why does a line sometimes move that quickly where it doesn't go on the board? And how much should we trust the board, the paper, or the counter?
0: So the paper, the sheets have been a staple in books forever. And the lifers, the grinders, I mean, they can't bet without a sheet. They just will refuse to, like, look at the app. They don't get it. Um, they don't want to even be bothered with it. The move from the board to the counter, and this has happened to me. This happens to everybody. You get up to bet a game, and it's three. And you get up there, and, and you know you call out the number, you say the team name, and it comes up three and a half. And you're like, well, when did that happen? It's instantaneous. There's sometimes a delay with the board in the book to the actual, you know, getting it up there so you can see it. So the current line is always at the window. What you comes up on the machine right in front of you or on your app like now on the apps if you go to make a play and the line changes most of the apps will tell you the line has changed do you still want it um at the counter you can make that decision i definitely don't recommend flipping the bet to the other side of the game if you were going to bet over and that's a that's a face slap
1: dave that that's one of those oh you can actually hear me (laughs) slap in my own forehead when i hear that
0: (laughs) yeah don't change it like if it goes from 46 to 46 and a half, you know, either buy the half point back down, which I don't really recommend on totals or anything. And the only thing I would recommend it on is three on the NFL. And because that's the only real key number in all of this, but don't flip to the other side. It doesn't, it's not go. It, it, it's the minuscule times. It's going to matter. Okay. Either pass or definitely don't flip the other side, stick to your guns. Um, in the apps, it'll tell you do you still want it. And you can choose not to. So a lot of times the app, it, it has advantages. The app will, will tell you, okay, this is the new number. Do you want it? Like you see it in in-play all the time. It's a lot of times, especially like in basketball, trying to get an in-game bet on a number, it's constantly moving. and And your windows are very short to get your plays in. So always check your ticket too. At the window, for sure, we tell everyone, check your ticket because when you walk away, pretty much the ticket's yours. Unless you're really smooth and you come back within a minute or two, we can void the ticket and switch it as long as the line hasn't changed. But if the line 's changed, you're out of luck. You're stuck with the ticket you got.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that because that that's something I tell people all the time. I'm like, listen, it, just check. It, it's The ticket writer might make a mistake. You never know. There's a lot of people going crazy, and most people that are walking in there are usually walking in on a big game, March Madness, Super Bowl. Guys, when Dave says have a plan, yeah, have a plan because the people behind you have their plan, and they don't Want you wait, waiting for you out there? Um, I did like that that you mentioned the buying it down to three. That's something I think need to be utilized uh, by novices a lot more. Again, I don't buy totals, I don't buy NBA, I don't buy any of that. But in the NFL, listen, if if something's two and a half and it goes to two, there's no reason to to go crazy. But if it's three and a half and it goes to three, I'll buy that three. We have to take a quick break here, Dave. I want to come back and talk to you more. I want to ask you. Have you ever been convinced of a tip when somebody comes up? Did you believe them? Did you ever get convinced? And did you put money down? And how did it turn out for? Also, I'm going to ask Dave Sharapin, Las Vegas Sportsbook, veteran odds maker. What would he change in sports books? We're seeing pools now, which I think is awesome. We've seen stadiums. We've seen food. We've seen all kinds of things. What's something that Dave Sharapin would change? We're going to talk about that and more right after this on Wagering Week. Winning season returns at MyBookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means insane props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers. All at MyBookie.com. Winning season means watching live sports and betting. Live sports all season long. The NFL has returned. That means action-packed Sundays and huge cash prizes. Get in on the action. Use promo code WAGERWEEK and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free bet play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best this NFL season for your chance to win big. Use the promo code WAGERWEEK and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie.
0: This is two-time Super Bowl champion Ike Taylor, and you are listening to Wagering Week.
1: And now, back to Wagering Week with Tom Barton. I bet you 20 bucks I can get the gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. You're on right. What are the odds? What are the odds? Oh, let's take a look at the odds. Who will win the NFL AP Coach of the Year? Uh, Mike Tomlin has jumped to the forefront. And why not with an undefeated team? He's even money now. Brian Flores and the upstart Miami Dolphins are 5-1. Frank Reich and the Colts, he's getting some love at 9-1. Mike Vrabel Right behind him at nine to one. I think this week might decide some of that. Kevin Stavansky, twelve to one. Sean Payton twelve to one. John Gruden eighteen to one. I think he should be higher. Sean McDermott's eighteen to one. Sean McVay is eighteen to one. Again, somebody else I think should be a little bit higher. Andy Reid twenty to one. Oh, people just expecting Andy Reid to do what he's doing this year. Bruce Arians twenty-five to one. Cliff Kingsbury is twenty-five to one. Right now, you can't put your money on Tom. When I told you to do it a couple of weeks ago, I like Flores, but I don't think they're going to give it to him. Reich and Vrabel—that's uh, a—that's a battle. Stefanski at 12 to one. Not sure they're going to do it in year one. The guy I'm looking at is John Gruden. I'm not sure that the voters want to give it to Gruden, but Gruden at 18 to one. If he gets his team into the playoffs, I can see that being some value. 18 to one with a little value for John Gruden. If I'm voting right now. It's almost impossible to go against Mike Tomlin. Look, the guy's undefeated. At that point, it is what it is, and that's why it's even money. That is What Are The Odds? I'm sitting down with 17 years in the business, Dave Sharapin, Las Vegas Sportsbook veteran odds maker. Go check him out. Gaming Today, Cash Considerations Podcast. Dave, we're going over a lot of fun stuff here, Dave. I want to go back to the line movement because we mentioned when a line moves, one of the biggest misconceptions in the business is, well, it takes so much money. And people think that there's a guaranteed price number for a line to move. Oh, man, it's got to be like a million dollars for a line to move a point. What's the reality? How much money or how many tickets does it take for a line to actually move?
0: Oh man, you're really, you're coming with the good stuff today, Tom. This is excellent. Um, so I learned this business offshore. I was offshore in Curacao 1997. I spent a couple, almost two years there learning the business. I got a PhD in it. And one of the things was when do you move the line? This was, you know, this was taught to me then and and my career in Vegas, a lot of the same things. These questions constantly come up. Every book is different. Don't assume anything. We could take, if we take, you know, say 100,000 on an NFL game, we could take 100,000 and not move the line. If a guy that we respect comes in and bets five dimes, which is 5,000, we'll move it. We can move it a half a point or a full point if he bets it and he's running good or he's, he's one of those guys who, who moves lines? There's certain guys that move lines. I call them the bad guys, bag B-A-G, because they bring in bags of money. I've <laughs> taken the bags myself, and they come in and they move money, they move numbers, and these are the ones you see. You know, you're you're, you're in the book Sunday morning, and you, like last week, you see the Browns minus three, or even three and a half at one point, and the Eagles line it goes to three. And then it goes to two and a half. That may, that may not be an, you know, a huge amount. It's just the right people moving it. And because you know those people coming, there's more behind them. That's what you're moving the line for. You don't want to get overloaded. You want to take one bet, ideally, on a number and move the number as the book. But they don't always win. Those guys, you know, last week, the, the, the quote-unquote, I use the air quotes all the time, sharp guys, got destroyed last week. The public got destroyed last week. There was just, I don't know who won last week. It was a very, very difficult day in the NFL for the other side of the counter. So there's no one thing, like in, in, an, in an NBA total, Tom, it may be 500 bucks. We may have to go from 213 to and a half or 215 based on a nickel bet, because it's the guy that just knows the totals. Like, he's better at the totals than the oddsmakers or the books. And That changes day to day, week to week. You know, guys run hot, guys, you know, their numbers, you move them, and then you end up as the book on the wrong side because you're trying to, you know, either balance the action or ideally go in with them, and it's not there. So you stop moving it. So now the guy bets a nickel. Last week you were moving his plays a point and a half, two points. Now you leave it, 213, and ask him if he wants to bet it again because he can't pick his nose. So it it varies all over the place, and, and I just tell people all the time, you can look at these like bet percentages, you can look at the public play, you can look at all this. A lot of it is noise, man. A lot of it is noise. Have a plan, stick to it. The best thing I can tell people to do is make your own numbers. If you're gonna dive into a sport, make your own numbers. So if you know, you know, like Thanksgiving Day, you're like Dallas, minus three. Well, if the line comes minus one or one and a half, which it did, that's a bet. If it's three, You know, now you're just kind of picking or flipping coins. And that's the best way to attack this stuff is kind of have your own numbers in place. It's hard. It takes years of experience to do it, to do it well. But that's how you start to get better at this. Make your own numbers.
1: Yeah, I never had a a big bankroll when I was younger, but I always knew Jay Carnegie did not like me uh, betting Ivy League basketball. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, 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 it didn't matter. You know, I only had a couple of grand. But if I was on an Ivy League game, he's like, "What? You, what? Tom, are you kidding?" <laughs> we we had Jay on the show uh, last year, and I said to him, "When when are we going to get Ivy League's uh, you know football going?" And he's like, "Well, because of somebody like you, probably not." You know. I was like, well, okay. So I like my Ivy Leagues. Uh, let's let's talk about um, about the tips. You said you know guys come in with tips and and people follow this one or that one. Have you ever been convinced? You knew the guy was a winner or it was just a really good trend or a really good tip, and you're sitting behind the counter. Have you ever been convinced and said, you know what? Wow, I didn't hear about that. I didn't know that. I'm going with this guy. And how did it turn out if you did follow that guy? Uh,
0: I'll I'll reverse it for you, Tom. We had a guy um, while I was at the M who I don't know what department exactly he worked in. It was in the entertainment part of it. and he was Eddie Mush from a Abr- Bronx. <laughs> when this guy came in, it didn't. If you already had a ticket on it, you could rip it off. You had no shot. When he came in and made a play, and he didn't have a big bankroll. I think he was a ten dollar or twenty dollar better. But he picked losers better than anyone I had seen in a long, long time. So he was an auto There was a there was so many times where he was on a game, and you're like, "Yep, you know that's the other side." So. And again, it wasn't always the public side. Like he would pick some dogs, or he would pick something, or give you a total, hit you out of nowhere, and he'd be like, "All right, there's a gas money bet. I'm going to play that other side just because he's on it." So, those ones are just as hard to find as the as the follow guys. Man, you've I've heard so many tips. I mean, like I don't really bet horses. I I never really did. I, I, I oh, those horse
1: tips. in oh.
0: it. <laughs> oh, those horse tips can break you. Those <laughs> horse tips. You. You you got guys that can burn your bankroll money in a heartbeat and they're good. They tell you all these stories they got they got workout numbers. They they know the owner. Um man, oh man, I I fell into that trap. Uh you know, when you got nothing to do and you're 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 kind of bored, especially in the summer, and racing at Del Mar, it's up the track and a guy comes up says, man, I got a tip in the third. The, the owner said his, his horse is really juiced up and he's he's morning line 8 to 1." Uh, I think he's going to go off at least that or higher. Nobody knows. Well, okay, that's worth it. That's worth an across-the-board bet. <laughs> Dead last.
2: Dead oh. last.
0: Not even close. Like, so that's happened so many times that I've sworn off the horse bets. Um, and I guess, I don't know, I, I it's, you've got to really come with a convincing argument. Like, I'm talking, like, come, like, you're prepared to go to court and you're prepared to make an opening statement. You may have to bring in witnesses to convince me to bet money on something because I'm in the business this long and I've heard most of it or all of it. And I continue to hear new stuff all the time. I'm like, yeah, thank you for the information, but I'm good. So I, it, it takes a lot to pry that one out of me and say yep this guy's right
1: Dave Sherpin, he's been in sports books almost 20 years Las Vegas sportsbook veteran odd maker Dave we have uh, a Renaissance here in sports books right I mean I remember in Vegas where it started to get stale then all of a sudden Steve Wynn put up a pirate ship in the middle of uh, the strip and it, it rejuvenated <laughs> Vegas all of a sudden we have not just regular sports books everyone's got a niche everyone's got some kind of angle now we've had you know a stadium type uh, at the Westgate, that was there. And now we have a swimming pool, a legitimate swimming pool, right, at Circa Sports. So if I'm asking Dave Sharapin, Dave, what's the one thing that you would change about sports books and what's the one addition you would have? What's something flair-wise that you would say, you know what, I think that is what we need?
0: Oh, man, this has been a debate for years in books. And my boys at Circa, I think, are onto something here because I think it's available there. You have walls of TVs now. You have TVs everywhere, right? You can see everything, but can you hear it? There's so many people that want to just, you know, you get one main screen, and it's a debate. Every week on Saturday, it's someone's job to control what makes the one screen with audio, because you, you can't have cross-audio streams. So who's getting audio? Well, no matter what you pick on Sunday, you can't pick the right game because everyone's there to see their team or their bet but they want to hear it too and they can't because you got to put on the game that has the most action that was always the the deciding factor if i could change anything if you can dial in and there's apps for this now where you can pick the audio if you see it on a screen somewhere in the book you can listen to it on your own headphones so there's an app i believe that you can just you know download on the spot and somehow coordinate, I think if it's not in existence, it should be where betters in person can listen to their game as well as bet on it. Because, you know, there's guys playing in game and they want to hear, you know, you don't always catch everything, just watching it. You need to hear the announcer say it Um, and you pick up a lot of different things. So audio control um, of your own game in the book, I think is a home run. As far as, like, visions and stuff, like, I don't know what's next. I swear to God, it, it's crazy. Each one kind of one-ups the next. Um, I'm old school, man. Just give me a comfortable seat where I can see everything. Keep it non-smoking for the most part. I, I, I think everyone can kind of agree. If you need to smoke, just step out and and make sure that we have enough people um, to run up and make bets at the counter like the other thing is not now with the apps you don't have to do that so don't fear the technology it's way more convenient but a lot of people still want that human touch make sure we got enough people staffed up so no one has to get shut out or wait too long in a line on any you know given sunday or any other day in the book
1: You know, my idea was always when I used to live in North Carolina and and I would go into the Carolina Ale House and they would specifically have sections, the Pittsburgh Steelers section, the uh, New York Giants section, uh, the Eagle section. And they would have sections where that TV was for that group of people. And if you didn't know them, it didn't matter. They were all kind of wearing a Roethlisberger jersey or whatever. And and you got to watch your team on your game with your kind of people. I just see that as almost the next. Natural progression to sports books where people are going to kind of go, OK, well, we're all kind of watching this TV. Now, you see it sort of happening, um, you know, just almost generically. But I kind of think that that's the next thing. Little roped off sections of, you know, Steelers people or, or, or Eagles people and, and whatnot. Is that uh, am I anywhere close to being that coming to fruition, Dave?
0: I think that's you're, you're on to something. But I think you have to separate it. Like, because, like, if the Steelers are playing the Browns and you have just a rivalry to begin with, and then you have people with money on it, with tickets actually on the opposite side, you're going to have to keep those people apart because you don't want these, like, going to need bouncers. Openly rooting against. Yeah, you might need, like, seriously, like, that's what I'm thinking ahead of time because I've seen it get, you know, like, think about when the Browns, when Chubb just ran out of bounds at the end of the game a couple Uh, weeks ago.
2: uh,
0: Oh, you're right. So all the Cleveland betters, man, when he broke around the end and he's running, every guy with a Cleveland ticket is running the whole 50 yards with him. They can't wait to run up to the counter to cash their tickets. And the Houston guys in that two seconds are like, man, would you sit down? Like, you know what they're thinking. Then Chubb steps out of bounds, and you know you're dead with the Browns ticket. And now the Houston guy, I mean, really, he should be slumping down in his seat and and maybe cashing the ticket the next day. But he's going to stand up and say, I told you I had that. I had the right side the whole time. And then it gets a little acrimonious. So anything we can to keep the people apart maybe in the same game, I'm good for. But, man, if you put a group of Steeler fans together, it'll be like being in the old Three Rivers Stadium. It's always fun. You'll start to hear the here-we-go chants. I I don't know. I I think it's on to something, but again, we got to keep the space. We got to keep the space.
1: I underestimate people's uh, derelict nature sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sometimes. Then again, I go down to Jersey and I see the Eagle fans. So I love the Eagle fans, but uh, woof, they get a little crazy. Dave, you've given us plenty of time. Thank you so much. Again, we will have you back on the show. It's always a pleasure to sit down with Dave. I wish we had some more time today. Dave Sharapin, Las Vegas sportsbook veteran odds maker. Been in the business nearly two decades. Check him out. It's Gaming Today Cash Considerations Podcast. You go to his Twitter account. Check out that. Uh, look, I love the stories. He put. does the stories on the Twitter account. It's fantastic. At SportsBK.com consig c-o-n-s-i-g once again thank you very much to dave sharapin and now let's bet to the future we're sending you back to the future okay all right bet Bet to the the future future. bet to the future well let's take a look at the 21 that's 2021 acc national championship odds for the acc remember now this is also regular season odds. It can be tournament odds. These are gonna evolve and switch. Virginia's at the top of the board at plus one ninety, Duke at plus two fifty, Florida State plus four fifty. North Carolina you can get it seven to one. A lot of people looking at that as a potential spot. Louisville twelve to one. Miami fifteen to one, Georgia. Tech 22 to 1. Feeling really lucky? How about Syracuse 35 to 1? NC State 50 to 1? Tied with Notre Dame was 50 to 1. Clemson 70 to 1. VTech 80 to 1. Boston College, Pittsburgh, and Wake Forest. Don't even bet on them. Don't go near it. That is bet to the future. And real quick, guys, you look at this, and and it is, I joke, but it is basically a, a four-team race this year. I'm not sure we could take Louisville or Miami overly serious. I mean, I kind of like some of the things that Louisville's doing. North Carolina at 7-1. You haven't seen these long odds in quite some time. I think they have some right to gain some interest, but not enough at 7-1. Florida State lost a lot. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of that down the road. They lost a little bit. 450, not good. Duke plus 250 everyone's going to jump on Duke Virginia at 2 to 1 odds is actually not terrible it's hard to bet on the ACC though because there's so many good teams All right, that is Bet to the Future. We're going to talk about that as the months proceed and get into college basketball. Now, I want to take a different take. I constantly sit here, constantly tell you, you know, I want to have different people on. Well, my next guest, Fox Sports Las Vegas host, Tim Unglesby. You can catch him over on Twitter at hw sports Guys, I wanted to bring Tim on to give you that different perspective. I sit here every week and I tell you, don't bet teasers. Don't bet parlays. Don't do it. And Tim is uh, somebody I've known for over a decade now, Uh, lives in Las Vegas has a show on Fox sports and he writes me every weekend and tells me he's doing parlays and and teasers and all this stuff and he's winning. So it's like I've said many times, look, there's no clear course to making money, but I wanted to have him on to give you that different perspective. Tim, how are you doing today, my man?
2: Tommy, always a pleasure. I appreciate you having me on
1: the show. Uh, Absolutely. And I like to give the alternate side, Tim, and you're the alternate side to everything that I believe in sports. Okay. It's sports (laughs) betting. You really are. But It has worked, and I've told my listeners for years now that if you have find your rhythm, just go with your rhythm. So I want to read this stat to you before we get into it. If you used a six-point teaser with the Steelers, Giants, Dolphins, Bills, or Bears this year, you're 9-1. If you use a six-point teaser with the Titans, Seahawks, Saints, Rams, Raiders, and Chargers this year, you're 8-2. Teasers can work. You're somebody that likes them. So, why do you bet on teasers? Is it just too many points and too tempting?
2: You know, I think it's it's been a running joke with us for like a decade, really, because I get the other side of it, and I don't know if you've uh, briefed the audience on statistically why teasers and parlays are a bad move. But yes, I understand the the whole side of that. That look in the long run, they're usually not good for you, right? You're going to lose some money here and there. And I think this year in the NFL, especially crazy year, right, Tom, that the teasers have been friendly to the public or to the random better i think eventually it has to come back to earth but if you find the spots and this is where i've been successful with with doing it and it's not so much parlays i you know parlays are fun to just throw around and and make a little extra money if you can and you're not really looking at losing a lot of your bankroll i know you do money money management but the teasers i've found if you really play your spots right there's money to be made and you just have to be smart about it and i know we can go into detail some of the things that i think that Maybe the average guy walking up to a window that looks at a line of, say, right now, for instance, right, Tom, the Steelers and the Cowboys. A couple of weeks back was a perfect example of a game like that. Everybody loved the Steelers in that game, right? Well, when it came down to it, you lost, your, you know, you lost your rear end on on all all sides of that, including the teaser. So, there there are there are spots you have to find, and I think that's where I've been been able to benefit from it over the last 20 years of my life, probably.
1: Tim, what do you like? Do you like to take the three? Team ten point teasers, two teams six point. Do you use it for the favorite more than the underdog? Are you a guy that likes to tack it onto totals? Tell me what your system has been. So for me, and it may may vary with the obvious guy, and I know everybody's looking at that,
2: the more teams you add, right, Tom, the more money you can make. I'm looking at just straight what's value for me. And for me personally, it's two teams. And I even go worse, Tom. I go seven points on it. I, I give up the, the extra juice on it just to have that extra point because I feel comfortable with it. And at that point, when we start to pick our teams out, yes, it's you want to look for the key numbers, right, 3, 7, 10, 14, that you can tease that seven down to because it puts you in a different range of the game. But at the same time, that doesn't always work out. We're not going to get lucky every week. So I, sometimes I, I try to factor in current form with the teams and trends and you know there's a system for me but yeah I like the 7.2 teamers
1: you know for me I'm I'm a guy that and I've said this I, you know I could listen to to the argument for a teaser if we're coming down, like you said, from a 7 to basically a, a win or basically you're doing a money line parlay, what gets me is that I can't take just points just to have points. I have to believe that an underdog is going to win the game, Tim, if I'm taking an underdog. Are you somebody that tax it on? Are you somebody that you see you know, a 7 and you make it a 17 or you make it a 14 or, or do you— kind of gravitate towards, you know what, let's bring it down, stick with the favorite, they'll win the game even though they might struggle.
2: On the weekend, you and I talk about sometimes it looks too good to be true games, right? And a lot of times it plays out that way. There's a game like that this week that kind of keeps me off taking the seven and just basically taking it down to a pick because – Of different factors that we can talk about again i agree with your assessment on taking the points by adding the points and there's a game that fits that profile this week too because i think the line is overvalued so yeah it's it's a game by game situation i like you know and we we've discussed a lot about double digit favorites in the nfl and how hard it is to cash that ticket so if i have a double digit 10 or more and i can tease it down to three three to seven i feel comfortable with that too the Chiefs would be a perfect example of that
1: team this year. Yeah, look, the Chiefs have been a covering machine all year long. What about other sports besides football, uh, maybe totals? Look, I think I, I think it's crazy to touch a total, even in a teaser. I think the NBA teasers are something you can't touch. College basketball teasers are something you can't touch. When you start getting into college football, there's always that that beautiful way of going, well, I could get 30 or 40 or 50, right? I mean, you start tacking 10 points onto these big Favorites? Do you touch anything in a teaser situation except the NFL? I do a little bit of college basketball,
2: which started today, as you know. So I, I do mess around with that. It, it's tough for college football, Tommy. Over the years, I've, I've learned that it really gets tough because you look at a number that looks so so juicy, right? It's sitting there, and you love it, and then you have a team like Alabama, which just obliterates not only the point spread but every teaser you could possibly have. So. You have to pick in two spots. I don't really go digging around in college football too much. I like to just play the sides. As for totals, I'm not a total guy at all, so I, I've never really messed around with it.
1: Well, Tim, uh, look, you, you've brought a compelling side to it. Uh, when you're just talking about straight across the board, you got to pick your spots. And I think that's the biggest lesson that we're going to come out of all of this is that you know, you got to pick your spot. When I sit back and I talk about parlays, I say the same thing. The only way that I like a parlay is if I'm going to moneyline a parlay and it, it's really just two teams. I'll take two teams and money line parlay it we know a guy and i was just telling uh gary about this we know a guy our buddy ron that used to basically just take every money line underdog in the nfl and gary said well how did he wind up doing i said basically broke even right i mean you're gonna if you just get into a situation in any kind of betting form where you are saying i'm gonna take this every time i think you're doomed i like your analysis that teasers can win you have to pick your spots i I like the idea that you're kind of bringing a different perspective here because i'm somebody that just look you can't get me to to buy a teaser you just can't get me to go in on a teaser in one way or the other um I, i think that teasers are designed to hurt you you can do it if 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 uh you're somebody like Tim that has done it for a while, has had success for a while. I understand that. Uh, the same thing with parlays. Look, if, if you're talking about a money line parlay, if you're talking about, uh, you know, an underdog parlay, is there something to be said about taking two huge dogs for a hundred bucks to win five, six, seven hundred dollars? Yeah, there's something to be said for that. I just think that you're trying to be too cute. I think you're trying to be in a situation where you're getting just a little too cute. So, Tim, I want to say you know, thanks for, for being on. That was Tim Unglesby, Fox Sports, Las Vegas hoats, my buddy. You can go check him out at HW Sports over on Twitter. So I wanted to bring that different perspective, guys. And he said, you know, the percentages, I've laid them out over the course of the years. The percentages to winning a teaser bet are in the house's favor. It seems like they're giving you points. Oh my God, they're giving me 10 points. Oh, they're giving me seven points. Oh, they're giving me, they're not giving it to you. They're giving you the points because you have to win all three. If you tie in a teaser, if you push in a teaser, you'll lose. You're also laying bigger odds. You're not gonna get a minus 110 teaser. You know, minus 130 or worse in some cases, right? So you're gonna have to eat the money. There are not pyramids built in the middle of the desert because teasers are winning. You can, however, find someone, and that's what I wanted to show you guys, like Tim, that has found his niche. He's found his area. I'll give you the numbers and I'll close it out with this. If you use a six point teaser with Steelers, Giants, Dolphins, Bills, Bears, you're nine and one this year. Eight and two, Titans, Seahawks, Saints, Rams, Raiders, Chargers. It's a rare year. It's a weird year. Do I expect it could keep going on and continue here? Yeah, I think, I think you could probably make some money on teasers this year. I won't be doing it, though, but we know that somebody like Tim certainly will. I'm not advising it, but we know somebody like Tim can and has proven over a decade long to me— that you know what not all things are set in stone if you're careful if you're precise if you do your homework even teasers could work out for you so thank you very much to Dave Sharapin and Tim for joining the show hope you guys enjoyed I will tell you right now man there's different ways to make money in all kinds of avenues find your way and I hope that I can give you a little advice along the way keep following my plays; you're gonna make money I'm Tom Bard for Wagering Week we'll be back and you can bet on that